Productions. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe, and I hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, it's seven o'clock. Let's live in the building. Hey, money, M's, you ready? Let's go. Welcome to M Street, the hottest podcast. And all that cash and money, M's pockets, it look like thigh pads. He talking trending topics, he ain't no carbon copy. We talking sports, music, and fashion, and other options. To get us out the hood and keep that paper coming And I smoke cones, not backwards, I'm about to blaze an onion These rappers flexing on the gram and they got fake cheddar This intro was provided to you by Flip Mayweather That right, that right Yeetie, yeetie, money else, what's up? What's up, what's up, Yeah, Lil Flip in the building Screwed up click Welcome to Elm Street Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's going on? Welcome to Elm Street. I'm your boy, Money Elms. And uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, everybody that's showing support. So right before we go in, make sure you like and subscribe and show some love. Hell yeah. You know, so we're out here, you know, still doing it. We got some, uh, I got a good guest today, by the way. And um, we also have some major, major things happening in the studio that uh y'all will y'all will know soon but not just quite yet you know i gotta keep y'all in suspense so like that y'all keep coming back and tuning in uh but i'm gonna go ahead and introduce my my guest today my guest co-host sonia kilo hey what's up everybody i'm sonia kilo how you doing i'm good I and mean, it's friday the weather's not terrible it's like one of them things where you always in Texas, you're like, oh, it's nice. And the next thing you know, it like tries to kill us with like a tsunami, snowstorm. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm excited that it was like a nice day. Mm. But I'm like, just wait, something's going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's always bipolar over here is what I call it. Yeah. You know, you just never know. Um, sometimes I'll dress for thinking the weather's going to be a certain type of way. And it and tricks then, you. Yep. It tricks you for real. I've done that. I've dressed like the first half of the day was like warm and then I leave somewhere and it's like freezing and I look like a tonta because I have like flip-flops on and shorts and it's like, it's not me, it was the weather. <laughs> right. It's not, the other day it was crazy because um, it was literally warm in the morning. It was kind of like muggy and then uh, by the afternoon it was like, okay, now it's a little chilly. Then as soon as I got to work and I came back out, I was like, wait a minute. Now it's back to being hot again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. And then, you know, people wonder why they get sick. You yeah. Know, this this weather's up and down, up and down. But you never know. That's the beauty about Texas. Yep. You know, this weather is, uh, it's another thing. Hey, you guys know that Elm got me some champagne, right? I need to know if Elma's has ever got anybody else champagne. Y'all let me know. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. They know. <laughs> Wait, have you? Yeah. I uh, mean, I, I'm you not know, the first, y'all. No, but. Cut it, the camera, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but I always, you know, like to treat my guests, you know. So this let, is this is my way of, you know. Well, I will say, 
I think this is the first podcast interview where somebody's got me champagne, but it's probably because I've never told anybody. So shout out to, to uh, I call her my lady sitter, Francesca, for letting him know that I like champagne. I normally just say topo chico or water. So this was a surprise. So thank you. Yeah, she definitely, she's like, she's like, hey, let's keep it a secret. So uh, when she gets there and you <laughs> present her the bottle, she's, she'll be surprised. It's because so. we told each other, both her and I both say, whenever we get rich, like when we make it big, we hope to have like champagne on tap. We want it for breakfast. We want to put hoard in our cereal type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how we feel about champagne. I, I don't know if anybody else feels that way. Yeah. I mean, you know, champagne is, you know, special occasions, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, you know, we're here celebrating, you know, as a matter of fact, we are celebrating something. We're celebrating uh, International, International Women's Day. Yeah, it was this past what was it wednesday thursday i believe so yeah international so, women's day is really you know that's you know that's my way of you know celebrating y'all females for y'all's accomplishments and everything y'all got going on because um right now you know females are everywhere yeah it's like a really big movement and you know i was thinking about that earlier this week i was like being like a, a woman entrepreneur is a really big thing because you can honestly get a lot of assistance, like whether it's become in business, like business loans, grants, they're like, oh, you're a woman. Oh, you have your own business. Oh, you're trying to get, you know, your degree. All of these things, well, they will help women. And I'm like, when did this start? When did the movement start? Which mm -hmm. I'm glad it started. I mean, honestly, it helps me a lot. But yeah, I mean, in the last couple of years, I've seen it, you know, with, uh, Starting with uh, entertainment, music, especially with uh, like female rappers have come out of the woodworks. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that I've noticed. I was like, you know, you got the, the Crystal Poppins, the Animazes, the XB Valentines. You know, they're all, all these different women are, you know, and they're embracing it and they're like, you know what, let's get it. I would say, like, growing up, a lot of the female rappers that I always remember were, like, Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown. Um, it's just, like, those were who we remembered, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that was everything. Gangster Boot, for sure. Yeah. Like, we remember her. Trina, we remembered her. And then, all of a sudden, when Meg the Stallion and all, like, this whole movement came, like, I think it was, like, 2017, 2018, we were like, oh, shit. And then now, it's, like different it's taking on a whole different course where mm -hmm. it's no longer where you need to be featured on a man's song or like a male rapper's song it's yeah. now the male rappers are wanting to be featured on your song yeah now they're how the tables have turned oh yeah oh yeah and i always say you know i was you know i always tell tell the guys like hey yeah i need to step your game up because these women they're coming they're they're furious with it too yeah, you know? well, it's like a whole movement. And when, honestly, it's like one of them things where it's like, if you can have an anthem for yourself where no one can tell us how we feel better than a woman, that's honestly where it comes from. A man can tell you what he wants to tell you because he's trying to spit game at you. And we're like, okay, that's cute. But when a woman comes out and talks her shit and tells mm. her truth, we're like, we know what she's talking about. That's where it comes from. A man can't do that. Really. <laughs> but I love, honestly, I sometimes feel bad during this whole movement for, for women because I'm like, damn. The men get no love. <laughs> We're like, me, you know, I have a son. Mm. So I try to tell him little insights because he's, he's preteen. So I try to tell him little insights. Like when a girl says this to you, like you don't understand her, just know you don't understand her. Step back. 
give her some time and then be like, I understand you, but take like a little, a little break. <laughs> give him some breathing. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, um, Yas hustles also on a, on a different level too. You know, I've, I see it, um, not just in music, entertainment and businesses as well, you know? So, you know, I was, I have to salute women. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the main reasons why we're talking about this subject now is because um, y'all dabble in anything. Well, you know, the number one consumer is honestly every brand looks at are women because we are the number one consumers. We can kind of influence anybody to buy anything. So I don't know if that was because of social media that they started realizing that and started gearing more towards women. Um, but I also think that's the reason why women are smart in business because myself i think like a consumer because mm -hmm. i am a consumer so i put that first and then everything that falls after when it comes to business is think like a consumer act like a businesswoman and i think that's what women do also in business and i don't know if you know but i also have an organization called we belong which is women entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. we host events for women entrepreneurs and I remember I had a panel of all women and the stories that they told about why they started their business. Uh, I mean, it was crazy. One of them, mm. she's um her her name's Laura Garza. She's Goosehead Insurance. She owns her own agency, but the reason why she started was because a man didn't want to give her a raise. And she really wanted that raise. I mean, she sat up there and said, "I wanted that raise and I told him I deserved it." And instead of him giving me a raise, he fired me. And she's wow. like, she said that she was like Okay, I'm just kidding. I don't want my raise. And he was like, no, like you're fired. But then she realized what she was worth mm. and she went and opened up her own agency. And now that man has to work like basically on the same level as her. Like he owns his own agency. She owns her own agency. She's killing it, yeah. killing it. So it's just stuff like that. Yeah. And not only, I mean, a, a lot of men, I guess they figured, oh, she's just pretty or she's just that. And you know, they kind of stereotype. Sometimes, you know? yeah. And I don't think it's fair, you know, because if, if a female has it up here, you know, she shouldn't be judged just because she is good looking. Yeah, I, you know, I think we do lead like with our beauty and obviously our sexuality sometimes mm -hmm. too, but that's not for men to decide what we deserve as far as respect. And I think that gets lost in translation sometimes. Um, I work with men, obviously, in my fields of industry, and the men that work on my team, they've never made me feel that way. But the second that I do come across a man like that, it's like, okay, well, you got it, boo. Do you over there. We're going to do us over here. And then they learn. I messed up, you know, type yeah. of thing. So so then you have came across that, yeah, uh, all the, that sexist part, you know? All the time. I would say in music, um, that was my biggest battle, mm -hmm. was trying to figure out how to grow as an artist without jeopardizing or, you know, just jeopardizing who I was, like my morals, because they will look at you like, you want something? I can give you what you need, but you have to give me something too. But that all honestly pushed me. And I think it pushed a lot. I think it pushes a lot of female artists to like talk their shit. Like, I don't need you. I can, I can do this on my own. Mm -hmm. It's the power of social media also. Yeah. So that's a big, a big thing for us. But yeah, women in music, go through a lot too so do you get offended or does does it just feel your fire to just even go harder um i don't get offended because just being a woman in general we go through that where we are constantly like 
whether it's, I don't want to say in the workplace, but just when you're out and about, I mean, they, mm. men are going to try what they think that they can try. Yeah. Um, but I don't really get offended, but I do think that it, it really puts you in a weird predicament sometimes. And when I made the transition to become just like a business owner and work in the world of um, the industry that I'm in now, which is festivals and events, it, I didn't run across that so much. I ran across men that are more misogynistic. And that's mm. a big thing too, because they will do their, what's the word? They will like put their chest out, mm. kind of like flexing. Yeah, kind of like flexing. And you're just kind of like, yeah. why are you, you know, why is it going to be like that? Why can't it just be like straight across, like, hey, respect me. I respect you. It's okay if I'm smarter than you, or yeah. it's okay if, if um, I, I'm at a level where you have, you have to respect me. Sometimes that's hard for men, I think, to feel like superior or for <clears throat> to a woman, you know? I guess, you know, in, in a way, I guess some men got to swallow their pride. Yeah, it's hard, especially men that are older. It's really hard. I see I see it more in the younger generation where because they're growing up in that social media where, like I said, where they're understanding that women are equally just as important as them and they're going to get the same opportunities and um, they can open doors for them too. And so, but sometimes we have to battle with the older men and it's not just Latinos. I mean, it's all, it's all kinds of men. <laughs> yeah. Different races. Yeah. But when I come across a man that has daughters, it's really easy. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause you know, I mean, I have daughters mm -hmm. so I can relate, you know, I don't want my daughter to be, I guess, not, not a stereotype, but kind of like, oh, well, you're in that position because you're cute. Yeah. Because you you're want, pretty. You don't want them to feel like um, they're in a situation where knowing that they are smart, that that's not going to be enough for them when it is enough for them. But they sometimes like the gatekeepers or whoever is holding that holding that door closed. Mm -hmm. You want it to be open because they deserve it. And sometimes we come across men that don't think that we deserve it. Sometimes we got to do a detour, but <laughs> that's I mean, not fun. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, man. Um, so, fellas, I mean, you can't be feeling insecure around these females. You know, they might offer something that another another dude can't offer. Yeah. You know, and or the you know, their intelligence is a little bit higher than your IQ, than your IQ. So, I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, my salute to all women, entrepreneurs in all kinds of fields, you know, because y'all doing it. Yeah, even the stay-at-home moms, I'm like, you guys are entrepreneurs too because you guys are like holding down the house, the kids. That's I mean, I, I that, that right there, I don't know how the <laughs> stay-at-home moms do it. Cause when I get left with the with the little one for like the whole day, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I want to rip my ears off. You know, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see how y'all do it. It is hard. Yeah, like, it is hard. I think a lot of the times women lose who they are during those times of their kids being the youngest, and so if they are able to create a business while being a stay at home mom, stay at home mom cuz that's a lot of the reasons why they decide to become entrepreneurs because they want to be there for their family and make their own schedule that is their way of still holding on to who they are mm -hmm. i've heard that a lot too i mean i i can resonate with that i've never done that but when people tell me that i'm like i get it yeah so salute all the other soccer moms <laughs> for sure most definitely 
You know, y'all y'all deal with a, a whole lot. You know, y'all deal with your husband and you got to make sure the the home's on point, the family, everything. I mean, it's it's a, it's a job as well. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of guys don't see it like, well, you just stay home all day and watch novellas and nobody even watch novellas <laughs> anymore. We watch TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> like, on the but you know, um it's it's a it's a full time job. Yeah. So salute, you know, and uh y'all keep doing y'all. And even though there be somebody that might get in your way. We'll use them as a stepping stone to, For real. Uh, to get to where you need to go. How many daughters do you have? Two. See, okay. How old are they? Uh, one's 24 and the other one's just turned five. Really? That's a big gap. Yes, it is. Bro, you started early. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are like, how old are you? Yeah, you started early, right? Though. Yeah, so. But you're 24 year old. Do you feel like she's she's prepared to like, come across those situations with men or has she ever told you like, Hey, I'm dealing with this, this type of guy that does that in the workplace or wherever it is. Yeah. You know, um, similar situation, kind of like what you described where, you know, they'll try to like, no belittle her cause she's a female. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I always told her, you know, just keep working, keep working harder. You know, they'll eventually, you know, see it, and you might not be there anymore. You might be somewhere else, but they'll eventually be like, "Wow, we we messed up." Yes, you know that's my favorite comeback. A lot of people don't know that's my favorite comeback. I am a hundred percent like be um, a good businesswoman, be respectful, don't burn a bridge because eventually they're gonna come back, and they're gonna most of the time they apologize to you mm. and they'll eat their words. But that's my biggest flex will always be i know i didn't do anything wrong because i didn't talk to you out of character i didn't say anything to you and i know what i deserve and i always think that once i put that in the universe it'll come back to me oh yeah i'm a big believer in uh, the laws of attraction Mm -hmm. so it's whatever you put out you know you know usually comes back yeah sometimes i do act a little crazy so i'm gonna (laughs) put that out there too (laughs) what's your sign I'm a Virgo. Oh, I was thought you were gonna say Leo. That's no, say. Leos no, are crazy. but you know, Leos are crazy. I am married to Leo, and I'm like, why did we do this? And my mom is like the cusp of Virgo Leo, and she's a little crazy. So I, I think I got a little crazy from her, but I am a little crazy. Like everybody that works with me, they're like Sonia, like calm down. And I'm like, look, sometimes you just gotta you gotta put people in their place, and they're like, yeah, but calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sometimes people need to be put in their place for sure, most definitely. So we're going to go into um, the Chris Rock special. You know, you got to watch a little bit of it. So what did you think of the whole how? What was that like a year ago now, right? But that happened. Yeah, the slap heard around the world. Yeah, and, harsh, and man. He's just now That's opening hard. up and speaking about it. He probably got paid a lot of money to open up and talk about it, but. I'm going to say, when I did see the slap, the first thing that I thought about when I saw it was Will Smith definitely needs help. That's what I thought when I first saw it. Yeah. Do I think he needs help now? I don't, I mean, I haven't seen him. But at that time, I was like, he needs help. Like, when you just can have so much anger built up in you. Chris Rock probably was like maybe the 50th, 60th person that said those things about Jada, mm. but it was the last thing 
that he probably want to hear at that time and for it to trigger him that way. Yeah. Mental health is a real thing, people. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And Will Smith, I think, was at his like lowest point when he did that. But you know, that's not the first time he's actually put hands on somebody. I remember he was on a, a red carpet event. Oh, and a camera guy. Yeah. I you know, the guy, somebody asked him something. Was, I don't think it was a camera guy. I was think, it uh, after the whole entanglement thing? No, this is before, way before. Uh, they were actually interviewing him, and I don't know, either the guy got too close or too comfortable, and then Will Smith just kissed like, him. Ah. Oh, he kissed him. And that's what I it think was. I remember him. He kissed him a little bit too much. A yeah, a little too, too much. much. <laughs> um, I do remember that. Yeah. But I do think in that situation when it comes to the paparazzi people, paparazzi is a little bit too in your space sometimes. Yeah, they can be in. They can be in but when it comes to you like knowing that you're on an award show where you get up out of your seat, you walk up on the stage, you know there's people in the audience and you know there's hundreds, thousands of people watching this from home and mm-hmm. you have nothing like how many steps do you take to go up those stairs and to get to Chris Rock to where you could have got out what it is that you were going to do mm-hmm. was it going to be worth it he was hurting as a man and then I look at Jada and I'm like that girl <laughs> I think she looked like a tamale at that time I can't remember if that's what she was wearing but she honestly is the downfall mm-hmm. of Will Smith okay so let me ask you this so let's say that's your Jada and then you're you're you know you see the you see chris rock up there and then your husband starts laughing when he says this jokes and then did he laugh yeah, yeah he, he was did. laughing he did but you but i can't remember it man was it a laugh like like ha i'm about to whoop the shit out this guy or like that's really funny i think it was a more of a that's funny and then like, and then you seen jada's reaction he got tired of it. And oh, I do remember. Okay. She gave him the third degree. <laughs> so I that's what I'm saying. I feel like Jada is honestly the foundation of Will Smith's downfall. And I will say being, you know, a wife, I am, and I've been with my man for like, I would say 14 years. Mm. I understand the power that I have, the power that I hold, bro. I'll be holding, I'll be holding that shit down for real. <laughs> but I do know that depending on how something affects me, if it can bring down his energy too. And depending on how I make him feel can determine on how he reacts. I mean, that's just how how the world works, I guess, the universe. I don't mm. know. I did see Jada do that though. And I do feel like and maybe Jada was just like, no, Will, sit down. You know? Mm-hmm. No, Will, don't do this. She let that man walk up there. It's Jada. She's I mean, been just, the problem. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he you know, he got embarrassed. He did. I mean, you know. I think it was just one too many times that people were talking about this thing. But you know they've they've had they've had um, run-ins in the past where Chris Rock has said something about uh, Jada. So I guess it was more like, okay, that's enough, enough. I think after has anybody talked about Jada ever since then? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> don't think well, it yeah. worked. No, but you know they had the whole entanglement situation. No, but that was before. I'm saying, yeah. Ever since he hit Chris Rock, has anybody said anything? I don't think so. It literally, he said, yeah. I'm a, he literally said, you know, like when you're growing up <laughs> and they, your mom is telling you, like, okay, you're gonna fall down, you're gonna fall down, and then you fall down, and she still hits you with the changla yeah. because you fell down, and she's tired of that shit. I think that's what happened. <laughs> I think that's honestly like was Will Smith's perspective of like I'm tired of it yeah. and I'm tired and he probably started hearing Jada 
Well, they stopped talking about Jada, but they started talking about Will and Will. the Punch. You yeah. know, I mean, there was a lot of rappers and everybody, you know, calling them a bitch. And then it's funny, you know, what Chris Rock said, you know, it's like everybody calling you a bitch, you know, because of uh, the whole entanglement situation. But you decided to come over here and smack me. Yeah. And so watching the clip that I watched right now, seeing, I, okay, I felt bad for Chris Rock when he got punched because that's embarrassing. I'm pretty sure it hurt. And he was, had he had to stay up there and still talk about whatever he was talking about. Mm. But it is embarrassing, I think, when another man just hits you on national TV and you look like I mean, Chris is he kind of looks like a little punk too. Yeah. And then you make you feel it makes you feel like even more of a punk. So <laughs> I will say that watching the clip that Chris Rock was talking about, like I feel like Will Smith kind of picked on a smaller person, like yeah. a more vulnerable smaller person. Yeah. What's that guy's name from Debo? Debo on Friday. What's his real name though? Tiny. That's his real name in real life? He passed yeah, away. right. Didn't he pass away? Though? Yeah, he passed away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Tiny, they come Sue's. Okay, all right. I forgot his name, you know. But imagine if he was saying something. Do you think Will Smith would walk up there and like punch him or slap him? No. No. If Chris was small, you know, and he just but then you know he he slapped them, so that that also has a different significance. Yeah, because that's very like beneath you. Yeah, because it's like you know, as men, if I get slapped by another dude, it's like he's pretty much calling you a, a, a uh, bitch. You know yeah. what I mean? A punk. Because it's like you know what? You're not worth me punching you, so I'm gonna slap you. So you know, it's he's not invited back, right? What was that? The Oscars? Is Will Smith not invited anymore? Nah. You know what else was really sad about that? I don't know if you've ever watched <clears throat> the war. So that night, Will Smith won an Oscar for his role in King Richard. Mm -hmm. Did you ever watch that movie? Yeah. That was a beautiful movie. It was good. And it pretty much overshadowed. That whole slap overshadowed. Yep. So. if he, I think if he would have just left it alone and, you know, we'd be talking about Will Smith in a whole different light right now. Yeah, I mean, he won that Oscar. We would have been like, that's yeah. amazing work you did. But now we're like, talking about you like you lost your mind over But Jada. now we're talking about uh, Shook Smith. Yeah, that was Shook Smith. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, so, let, so let's go in, into uh, how the whole carne asada fest, uh, began. So when did, this, when did it originally start? So our first, so Garden and Sala Fest, actually, the idea was in 2018. And the reason why I say that is because um, as an artist, I was mm -hmm. just like, look, I don't know what y'all doing over here with your events, but I have this idea. And I would tell people all the time they wouldn't listen to me. No promoters would listen to me. Nobody would listen to me. So I kept doing my thing. Mm -hmm. I kept being an artist. I, I learned branding. I learned what it meant like to have a following. And when the pandemic happened, was when I really was like, all right, you got to put your brand to the test. And I had to hustle because we didn't have shows, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I released uh, t-shirt designs. Every t-shirt would sell out. I released Kilo Bites. Um, my music videos would go hand in hand with my merch. And then I was like, 2021 came and I was like, I'm kind of tired of being an artist. <laughs> so if you're going to do this idea, you have to do it now. Mm -hmm. So 2021, I think it was like May. I was like, I'm... I'm Called up my friends and I was like, I really want to do this event. I don't know if you know who Dummy Fresh is. You know who Dummy Fresh is? He's mm. an artist in Dallas. Um, he's the person that's behind all of my brand. Like how everything looks, how Kilo Bites looks, how like all of my t-shirts look. I said, hey, I want to do this idea. It's going to call 
be called the Carne Asada Fest. I need you to create a flyer. And he was just like, he's one of those people that I can call and he won't question me. Uh-huh. He'll just be like, all right. He's like, just tell me what you want it to look like. And I gave him my idea and he gave me the flyer and I was like, yes, we're going to do it. We had six weeks, six weeks from the time that we decided to July 10th. It was July 10th, 2021. And I remember I told myself like, you're an artist, but I never take for granted my my following. I never assume that it's super easy to get them to to believe in something. Mm-hmm. I was like, you got to work regardless. I'm going to have to work at this. And I was like, I got six weeks to sell out my own event. Like, is that possible? <laughs> and in six weeks, it was at um, Deep Alum, Sons of Herman Hall, and okay. 700 max capacity but i think we got to like a thousand and in six weeks we did that thing wow six (laughs) weeks yeah that's a a short amount of time yes and i remember it was like day and night it was like day and night i was just like i would be at my mom's house i was telling my dad who my dad honestly i always say if it wasn't for my dad being so welcoming to people i don't think i would have that same personality Mm. Because Carne Asada Fest really is, you're invited to the Carne Asada, yeah. like, regardless of your nationality, your religion, your sexuality, all of those things. You don't have to be a Latina or Latino to come. We just want you to come yeah. and we want you to experience what the Carne Asada Fest is from a real Latino. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to just be like, oh, it's Taco Fest. Come get a taco. No. Street tacos. It's not. Yeah, street tacos. We're not doing that. Yeah. So I made sure, like, we put that realness behind it. Mm-hmm. And I remember our headliner was Big Tuck. I mean, that's Dallas through and through, Big Tuck. And um, I was like, that's our headliner. So let's see what happens. <laughs> and it worked. I mean, we we booked, we packed out the place with DJs and also local artists. And that's the only festival I performed at. I didn't perform at 2022. And I won't perform at this year. But um, it was just like, I realized what was being created was uh, honestly a big platform for everybody. Food vendors, local artists, Uh any artists. Like you're getting the opportunity to be a part of a festival that's real, authentic. And our our stage production is amazing. Like I will say that being an artist really helped me realize what is missing Uh in certain things when it comes to doing shows because local artists hold a lot of power. And... For me, I would always think about when my fans would come out to shows, do they feel like they're getting the experience that I want them to get? And so there was a point where I was like, I was starting to turn down shows because I was like, I don't know if I want to ask my fan base to come out to this if I don't think it's going to it's worth it. Worth it. Mm-hmm. And so then when I created God and I saw the fest, I was like, I'm, I need these people to bring their fans out. And so I want to make sure they feel like it's worth it. And that's why we put a lot of work into the stage production and then we we pack it out with bigger artists. You know, last year was like Big Tuck. Last year, I think we did a more nostalgic lineup because we did Nina Sky. Mm-hmm. Big, um, we did Big Tuck. We did Paul Wall. We did Slim Tha. We did um, DJ King from the Cumbia King. So he did all the Cumbia King songs from yeah. the first album, which was amazing. Um, Ray Burger. So we have newer artists, but it really was like that nostalgic feel. And so... Every year that we grow, I'm like, how are we gonna, how are we gonna top last year? It does get hard, though. I will say that it yeah. does get hard. Because <clears throat> I mean, it was big. 
I mean, did you go? I missed it. Oh no, no. That's not fair. Okay, cut the cameras again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, cut the cameras. I'm going about here. No, it's actually when um, you know, at, at the time we're we're starting to to build as well over here. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, involved in doing a lot of stuff, and uh, when I found out, I couldn't get tickets anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "I was like, everybody's gonna be there." And, and everybody was. I, there. I, I like, seen pictures. I seen videos, George. and I was like, "Damn!" Uh, and then you just, you know, I, when I found out about it, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was maybe a week before. So I was like, "Man!" I was like, "Man, it's gonna be big," you know, because I just when I seen the flyer, that's what captivated me you know to be honest with you i was like i looked at the flyer and i was like it's dope you know i like the little uh smiley face you had and so everything that's all dummy fresh you know like- yeah that's dope that's a dope design you know i was like you know this this is dope you know so if they took the time to create a flyer i was like i could just imagine how the show and then when i started seeing pictures and videos i was like wow this is dope man i was like, can't believe i missed it and you know one of the things that really resonates with me that like the feedback that we get um is people and i remember this as an artist too so i always always think about this is when people say i didn't expect that i'm always like why do y'all say that but i think it's because as consumers we're used to people hyping us up and then we get there and we're like that ain't what it was. Mm. So I I will say that's the reason why I hold myself and the team to a certain standard because I I will never, ever allow ourselves to be like, we took your guys' money and we gave you bare minimum. Because at the end of the day, it was never about the money for me. Mm-hmm. It was longevity is never about the money. Um, if you can build something that's going to create longevity, then you're going to get that money. Eventually, you're going to oh, yeah. get there. But- I think that in today's society or today's world, when it comes to consumers, people just want to make quick buck. And then you're never going to be able to get those consumers back. So I'm big on returning. I have people that this is their third year coming to the Carne Sala Fest. They're like, this is a family tradition. I'm like, bet, I got it. I got it in the bag. Like to say or to hear people say, this is my family tradition, then your grandkids are going to be here. Their grandkids are going to be there. I'm going to be 50 years old. And I'm going to have generations and generations coming. And we're going to have our kids doing Carne Sala Fest and doing the production. I mean, I, I see this being huge in Dallas. I mean, I you hope know. so, right? I mean, because you, you've hosted, uh, last year you hosted it at uh, Gillies. It'll uh, be there again this South year. South of Lamar, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be at the same place? Yeah. So eventually it's going to get so the big stadium. that you're going to have to <laughs> fill a stadium. I know, or... we're going to be at Cowboy Stadium, right? That'd be Maybe. badass. <laughs> That'd be badass, though. But uh, I mean, I, I see it, you know, and I can't believe it. Like I said, I missed it last year, so I'm, I'm most definitely I'll be in the house. I got to come check it out for myself this time. You know, last time I only enjoyed it on on people's but uh, it's Instagram. Not even the real thing. Yeah, right? I know, but just you know, just that alone had me hyped up, and I was like, man, I can't believe it. I'm not there, you know. But you know, you know, it's dope. You know, I like what you're doing, the whole movement, you know, and, you know, hopefully, you know, just keep pushing and, you know, hopefully it gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And like you said, it's going to be a tradition. Like, hey, y'all going to the Carnesada Festival this year? Hell yeah, we're there. I still, you know, I still think that it's, um, I know that it's going to take a lot of years for it to become one of them things where when people say the Carnesada Fest, you don't have to explain what it is because we're still in that period. Mm. 
Um, and there's still people like Dallas. I, you know how many people are in Dallas? I forget the number. No, I'm not it's a sure. lot of people. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of people that are in Dallas. And um, until I create that brand to where I don't even have to explain what Cardenas Sala Fest is, you know, I have to work every year. Even after after the festival, we're still working. And it honestly takes from August till May to create what we create. And that's only because we are a small production team. Like I I think at the end of 2021, I created an LLC finally for my production team. Mm. And um, this is my first year like filing business taxes. I'm like, please don't take me to jail. <laughs> don't Martha Stewart me, please. Yeah. I had to grow up really fast because when you build something mm. like this, when you build something that's real, it attracts brands. It attracts brand dollars. You have to do things the right way in order to be able to accept those brand dollars. So mm. we couldn't, you know, I just had to grow up really fast. And I'm really thankful for the people that helped me get here. So who are some of the, the artists that they can expect to see at this year's Carne Asada Fest? So this year we have Michael Salgado. We did add some Tejano, which a lot of, you know, I've heard that for the past two years. They're like, you should do Tejano. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we'll get there. So this year we wanted to add. I love Michael Salgado. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know Michael Salgado? Yeah. Okay. How long have you lived in Dallas? Um, I've been here for 20-some years. Oh, now. yeah. You know Tejano. Yeah. Okay. So, to me, Michael Salgado was just that, his voice and just, it's not just Palomita Blanca. It's mm. everything. Um, I just love Michael Salgado. I love his accordion. I love him. <laughs> so in case y'all didn't catch that I love Michael Sagrado but uh, we got MC Magic we have Fulanito that was another one for me that last year when I got Nina Sky was the first artist that I reached out to and I was like I need I need Nina Sky there and this year was Fulanito because I really like to make sure that when it comes to the lineup it's one of those things where it takes you back mm. so we have a it takes you back we have our current artist and then we have a different you know genre Fulanito was the take you back artist for me. Mm. Do you know who Fulanito is? Yeah. Okay. So Fulanito, I was like, how do I even find them? Yeah. And that's another like story in itself. But when I reached out to them and like he just called me and like on, it was no agent. It was no like I had to jump through hoops. He just called me. I was just like, hey, his name's Winston. I was like, hey, I'm Sonia. I'm from Dallas, Texas. I created a festival called Carnes Other Fest. And he was just like, oh, that's dope. Like. We would love to perform. And I was just, and you know, they don't come to Dallas. So that's another thing that I really look at. Oh, I wow. want artists that don't come here a lot. Mm -hmm. So Fulanito is going to be there. Ray Berger, he's a huge EDM uh, DJ. Do mm -hmm. um, you know who he is? Yeah, I've heard of he's him. He's amazing. Um, and then we have our local artists. We have Steve Garcia. We have Yossi. We have uh, Gabriela Martinez, who is huge on TikTok. She reminds me of Selena a lot. Jenny B, another huge artist. Mm -hmm. Um, Ren Galera, who is big on the voice. We have Muriel. I don't know if you know who Muriel is. She's really big too. And so we have also our DJs. We have DJ Ivy, DJ Aviglow. We have um, DJ Chewy Salazar. Just it's just like the time. Yeah. And some of the vendors talk about the, a little bit of the vendors. So our food vendors. I don't know if you know this, but our food portion of our festival gets so much media attention mm -hmm. because the way that it works is you can't just come and set up at Cardenas all that you have to go through a process we pick who we're gonna allow to come and you have to be the best of the best like let's be honest okay yeah. 
everybody's going to try your food and I don't want people to be like, those tacos <clears throat> sucked, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so they fill out application. We... I actually seen y'all doing the food testing, right? Yes. And then that's another other thing. We do a production leading up to the festival where we taste the food and we really react to how it tastes. And so we have um, returning, we have Smoking Dogs, who's been here since the first Carne Asada mm-hmm. Fest. His burritos are amazing. Like, he has a Carne Asada, he has an El Mero Mero burrito. Oh my God, he has a Carne Asada burrito. Bro, his wife be going in on the arroz. His wife be going in on the salsa verde. Oh, you're getting hungry. It's good. It's so good. That day where we mm. do all of the content of eating food, like, it's hard. It's hard because we're eating so much food. We have um, this other vendor. He's new this year. His name is Pacheco Ta- Tacos and Burgers. Uh-huh. But he does carne asada fries. He does Everything's, like, made from scratch. Wow. It's good. It's delicious. We also have all of our treats, like, set up by treats. Uh, we have, uh, I think it's um, Janelle's uh, sweet, Sweets and Berries by Janelle. We also have Cheros, uh, like they make pupusas, but mm-hmm. they make pupusa tacos. You ever had pupusas? No. Yeah, I have pupusas, but okay, never they make pupusa, pupusa tacos. tacos. Yes. What? So it's like, you know, when people go to the state fair mm-hmm. and they kind of try like these crazy things. Yeah. Like it's a mix of, I, I call it hybrid because yeah. it's like a mixture of like things. It's concoctions. Yeah. It's like science. <laughs> yeah. And they do this with food. Mm-hmm. So all of our food vendors do the exact same thing. They kind of, I think that they look at the Carne Asada Fest as like, this is our opportunity to showcase something because so many people are going to be there and they create these crazy things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I probably be, will be missing some of the performances because I'll probably be busy. <laughs> but it's okay because stuff in my face. the performances start at like 6.37. So we we know like the traffic of the festival from 2 to 6 is always outside. Okay. So it starts outside and then boom. Moves inside. Yeah, todos llenos. Let's yeah. go. Party. Party <laughs> yeah. starts. You take your michelada inside. And then hopefully, yeah. I mean, just you're like your typical carne asada. You know, you show up. You know, they're grilling, they're preparing the food. You eat, and then boom, all night. Yeah, and you know what? And that's the other thing that when I was like, okay, this is how the carne asada fest is gonna go. Is you know when you're at a carne asada, somebody Mm -hmm. puts their playlist on, right? It's always tejanos, cumbia. That's right. Right, and then at the end, it goes into hip hop (laughs) because all are like. The, the abuelas go inside, the tias go inside, yeah. and then it gets a little bit too ratchet. For them. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how we end Carne Sala Fest. Oh, that's dope. That's <laughs> dope. And then, you know, when when I when I seen the flyer and I seen your headlines, I was like, okay. I was like, okay, I, I see it. You know, I, I love what she's doing with it. And like I said, I, I have to be in the building, so I'm most definitely going to be there. Um let the viewers know where, where they could get tickets. So definitely go to carnesadafest.com. And if you use the code CAFEST, you will get uh, you will save on your ticket. I think it's $8 off. So definitely use that. Uh, we also have, if you buy three tickets, you get one free because carnesadafest is always better with friends. We will right. have our sponsors, Tequila with Friends, there. You want to show your bottle? There so you Tequila with Friends is actually, it's made in Jalisco. But it was raised in Oak Cliff. That's what we like to say because the group of guys that yeah. made this is from Oak Cliff, Texas. We like, keep it local, baby. Like I always say, you know, tequila tastes better when you have it with friends. Yeah, it's true. And you so. can get a shot of tequila 
um, for any, any of your mangonadas, any of that, they'll be set up. Oh yeah. So when I'm passed out on the floor, don't be surprised if my wife calls you. Like, <laughs> what did you do? Why did you give him a bottle of tequila? <laughs> but uh, I appreciate the give. Most definitely, I like it. Um, I'm more definitely gonna share it with friends, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the 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 bites, the the treats, the kilo bites. Yeah. So the kilo bites actually came out in 2021. Mm -hmm. Um. At that time when I was an artist, I was really trying to figure, I was really testing my brand. And Serape Treats, which this is our third year being at Carnesada Fest, but Serape Treats was made by two of my friends, Roxanne and Jasmine, and they made this during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And honestly, their success has been amazing. They're on Amazon now. They have the best chamoy, like so many flavors. Mm -hmm. Go on Amazon and just order it. You'll be, you'll be so happy you did. But... At the time, I remember I was like, hey, I kind of would like to do a collaboration with you. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. This was probably the best collaboration I could have did as an artist because it gave me freedom mm -hmm. to really decide how I wanted the package to go. Dummy Fresh made the brand, like how it looks the way that it looks. And these things sell out every single time. They sell out crazy. So every time they're like, we need kilobytes. I'm like, I don't have any, but you can go to set up retreats. You know, they have their stuff. <laughs> Man, these are good. Let me they're tell you. They're good. Mm. And I'm really proud of them. Like, they're still, you know, they're trying to figure it out, too, how to go from a small business and be in, like, Walmart, be in HEB, you know, all of these things. And they're, they have, it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. But these are really good. So, y'all be selling these at Carnes Yeah, so they'll be set up. Man. They'll have mangonadas. Mm. They'll have all kinds of things there. We also have like this, um, this I think it's like a, a churro. It's like a churro truck. Crazy the way that they make the churro. Bro, I can't explain it. Just go to just go to our IG and look at all the videos. I love churros. I mean, I could eat a dozen of those, man. I love churros too. You know, last year they're not. Oh, I can talk about them because they are going to be there this year. I had to do some work to get them to come back. But you know Pizza Patron? Mm -hmm. So do you know the history of Pizza Patron? Mm, little a little bit, bit but a little bit. school me though so i when 2020 2022 got fest was coming along mm -hmm. i was like look we're growing we're getting bigger if people want to be involved with got fest i want it to be real authentic people the reason why we have tequila with friends pizza patron originated from dallas so they their first pop-up was in um their first store was in pleasant grove mm -hmm. and their other store was in oak cliff, oak cliff. so i was like listen here if there's anybody that I want to be a part of Carnes Alafes, it's Pizza Pichon. Remember I sent the email and like two seconds later, he responded to me. Tell me more. I was like, okay. I was just like, Ch -ch -ch, you know, and we made it happen. Mm -hmm. Pizza Pichon was our presenting sponsor last year. But what I got to find out, their specialty pizzas are amazing. Like they have a carne asada pizza. Yeah, they do. You had it? Yes. Yeah, Bro, good. it comes with the lime and it comes with salsa verde. Have you had their chori queso pizza? Yeah. Bro, it's like a breakfast pizza. Yeah. And people don't know this. And I think that collaboration that I had with them last mm -hmm. year and I will have with them again this year because they will be back passing out free pizza. They will have free pizza wow. there. Bro, not just that. I learned that their wings <clears throat> are like a top notch, like top tier wings. They have their own ranch. Their churros are amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, bro. I remember being in Oak Cliff because I used to hang out in Oak Cliff. 
one of my good uh, friends, he's, he's from Oak Cliff. So we, we spent a lot of time when I got here. I spent a lot of times over there off of Davis and Jefferson. Yeah. And I remember we used to, we used to start drinking and my boy would like, hey, everybody, everybody pitch in. And then uh, everybody pull out two, three dollars, whatever. Was and it this? Was it during the time that they would cut their pizzas like squares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was around that time, and and yeah, you didn't have pizza patrons. Uh, I think that was the only one in Oak Cliff at yeah. the time. And dude would come back with boxes. I was like, <laughs> damn, bro, where the fuck did you get all those they pizzas? They were so cheap. <clears throat> oh yeah. And honestly, pizza patron. So again. When I make sure I want to work with somebody, I, I look into, okay, what have you done for the people? And th I didn't know any of this until I started doing research. But the marketing guy that I talked to has been there since the beginning. And I was like, okay, he's the real deal. He knows what's up. Mm -hmm. He's been there since the beginning. He knows what they've been through. But also during the Trump administration, they still stood by there. If you come in and you ask for, I think it was like, I forgot what, what saying it was in Spanish, but... If people came in there and asked for it, they would give them free pizza. And during that time, you know how the Trump administration was creating all this hate. People were like, you shouldn't be speaking Spanish. But Pizza Patron spoke up and said, you know, basically, this is what it is. People can come in here and speak Spanish. We'll give them free pizza. Yeah. They don't they haven't changed their prices in forever. The only thing that they did change was they don't make those square pizzas anymore because they did say that those cutters were expensive. <laughs> so they do regular slices now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's how people cut pizzas in Mexico. I did not know that. Yeah. But, wow. you know, still, we still ride for y'all pizza for y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can cut your pizza however way. <laughs> it's still good. It tastes it's the same. It's good. It even tastes better now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm a big fan of Pizza Patron. So, so yeah. They'll be there. So, get your free pizza. I'm going to have to hit the gym extra hard. So. Yeah. So the week that. So, that day I'm there. I'm like. So, I get, the, I get a lot of DMs about that. Like, after Carnes Fest, people tell me, like. I really made sure I worked out really good this past month because this was my cheat day. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, it really is your cheat day because you want to try so many things. It's literally all of your favorite food vendors in one place. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I can't <laughs> wait, for real. And, I mean, I can't stop talking about these kilo kilobytes. Hey, I'm telling you, y'all need to go and cut you a bag because, hey, they're not going to last. I, I guarantee you they're going to sell out. And then y'all gonna be like, damn, I didn't get them. But like, hey, I got my own personal bag, so yeah. Hey, I beat y'all to it. So most definitely, um, I will be in the house, and hopefully, everybody, some of these viewers, they could come through and experience the Carnasada Fest for themselves. You know, it's a it's, it's an all age event. Yep, kids open under a free courtesy of Pizza Patron. Oh wow, that's cool. So are you are bring you, your uh, children because that's exactly some of y'all have about five or six. <laughs> yeah, so, but the reason why we did that was because you know, growing up, our parents would take us to all the parties. They wouldn't drop us off at the babysitter, but we'd be laid out on a on a chair. Yeah. Till like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we'd be falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> parents still dancing. Yeah, and then they take us home. And then when we get older, they're like, "You need to be home by eleven or twelve o'clock." Like. Bro, like you didn't just train us for this our whole life to be out till three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. So I am excited. Uh just about the whole festival. I was gonna ask you, do you plan on taking this outside of Texas? We you know, we got asked, we actually went to Jersey, Atlantic City in January because they wanted us to bring God and I saw the fest there. And it was a cool experience. Like I've never been to the East Coast. So 
it was interesting. <laughs> and I got to see how they lived. And yeah. I loved it. I mean, it was right there on the on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful. I have it on my IG, but it was beautiful. And we went out to the clubs. I partied a little bit too hard. They let their clubs stay open till like 5 o'clock in the morning. I was not yeah. ready. <laughs> I have a video of that, too. Um, but we met all the locals and we were telling them like why we were out there and what they wanted to do. And they were like, we need something like that. Like, we don't have anything like that. And then I came home and my son, who's 12, he was just like, that's not right, mom. Carnes Alafes is Dallas. If people want to come to Carnes Alafes, they need to come to Dallas. And I was like, okay. <laughs> He's like my little Miss President, future Carnes Alafes. You know, that, that it'll be, it'll be like, uh. Like what uh, California has, uh, Coachella. Yeah, and so I'm not opposed to taking it to like Arizona, New Mexico, because the culture is still kind of the same. Yeah, Jersey, the culture is not the same. And the only way it would be carne asada fest is if we brought the what are what our food vendors bring. I can't find I can't find that on the East Coast. Yeah. So we looked into the cost of that, and that's hard. Wow. So I was like, if I go to the East Coast, it would be something totally different. I would create a whole different festival over there. Well, if you build it, that will come. Yeah. That's so, what my dad said, too. Yeah. So maybe you should, you should, yeah, you should just keep it here in Dallas. So like that, you know, it'll attract uh, tourists. Yep. I mean, people come from Las Vegas, Chicago, Oklahoma. We, we I mean, we see the ticket sales come in and it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's. I salute you for for your everything you're doing, your hustle. I think I reached out to you uh, last year, but you were so busy with the with, with the second annual Carnival Salad Fest, you yeah. couldn't make it. But I was like, this year she's coming on the show, and she's gonna talk about the Carnival Salad Fest because it's gonna get big, it's gonna be huge, and I can see I can see your vision. You know, that's that's dope. Thank you. You know, and I want to thank you for coming on the show and talking about everything you got going on and. Man, y'all got to make it to get some of these kilo bites, man. For real. <laughs> and then, um, will they be serving? Uh, yeah, so make sure you um, stop by the tequila with friends. We will have free shots. Depending how you're feeling, though. If you look like you had a little bit too many shots, we're not going to give you no more free shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So pace yourself. It's a it's a 10-hour event. 10-hour event. Two, let me see. Yeah, it's 10 hours. <laughs> I was like, hold on, let me check. <laughs> and so pace yourself, drink a lot of water. Yeah. So, you know, you could last the whole night and uh, drink responsibly. Eat food, eat carbs, enjoy it. It's like, it's like, it's a gift, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I can't wait to see where Carne Asada Fest goes from here. Uh, do you want to give any uh, special shout outs out there? I want to give a shout out to um, Kirby, Miguel, Ruby, Francesca, my husband, my kids, my parents, to Elmer, to Elm Street, um, and to everybody that has supported me, Sonny Kilo, when I was an artist, up to Carnes Other Fest. I mean, I honestly wouldn't be able to have the, you know, the ganas that I have if it wasn't for you guys believing in me. So thank you. You guys are like my little... Like when they say pornos, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's it. That's literally it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, um, big shout out to Sonia Kilo and the Carne Asada Festival. If you miss it, you're gonna be able to. You're gonna go back and look at the pictures, the reels, and you're gonna, and you're gonna be, be like, sad. "Damn, you're gonna be sad like I was last year." Don't Not be going. that. So don't be me last year. So make sure you you hit it up. 
if you ain't got your tickets, go get your tickets. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be posting everything on my social medias about Carne Asada Fest. So you most guarantee that I'm going to be a big supporter. Um, so, hey, be looking out for it because it's coming. And she's going to be the biggest thing out here in D-Town. Watch what I say. You know, and uh, shout out to uh, Tequila with Friends. Don't drink alone. Drink with your friends. <laughs> Damn. So most definitely, um, just want to shout out to everybody that's been showing me love. You know, I see the the likes, the subscriptions, everything, everything's going up. And I just want to thank all of y'all for, you know, for keep coming back, tuning in. And for them haters, hey, we love y'all too, man. We appreciate y'all because, you know, y'all motivate us to keep going. Apparently, we're doing something right over here. So uh, it's all good. Salute to all of y'all. And uh, keep your ears to the streets. And I catch you on the block. It's your boy Money Elms. Peace.